All right, welcome back to the Right on Sports podcast. And Jason Casera has an announcement he'd like to make in light of recent NBA events. A demand to be traded. All right, Jason demands to be traded, much like James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Uh, Chris Paul has been traded. We know how I feel about Chris Paul. Yeah, I like it. What a good move for the Suns. Yeah, and then... Uh, great the, player. Yeah, he is a great player. The Texans are trying to appease Jack Easterby. Who cares about the Texans? And then uh, Coastal Bend <laughs> Schools cruise through the opening weekend of the playoffs. That's exciting. High but, school football playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna. It'll be a slightly tougher week for our mm-hmm. uh, for our Coastal Bend schools this weekend. Miller playing number two land passes. All of this and more right here on the Right On Sports Podcast. This is the Right On Sports Podcast with Jason Casera and Gabe Myers, your best source for local sports talk. The Ride On crew will be highlighting all your favorite local teams and everything else the world of sports has to offer from right here in the Coastal Bend. All right, here we are. Jason, uh, Houston sports teams are a problem at the moment. It's not looking pretty, man. I don't know what's going on in the city of Houston, but uh, all those sports teams are just a little messy right now. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into the Texans here in a bit, but I want to start today with the Rockets because both Russell Westbrook and James Harden have requested a trade. Harden turned down a two-year, $106 million extension. It's pretty serious, I guess. Yeah. For I, one, I think it's serious that you're offering somebody that kind of money. I mean, who else are they going to pull in at that point? If you already have Westbrook at, you know, what, he's like $40 million, right? Something like that. And then, then you're going to well, pay this dude fifty one. Well, Hard, Harden's five. already making $45, yeah. million a year. So, the extension was just at the end of the current deal. So, it was so like 90 like, yeah, but you're, you're tying up so much money to these two guys who are not proven winners, who have yet to get over a hump, and now they want to cry their way out of town. Bye. Bye, James Harden. Go be aloof with Kevin Durant. And he, you're not going to Brooklyn. He's not being traded to Brooklyn. I hope he gets traded to uh, who's, a, who's the worst team in the NBA right now? Oh, man. Worst team in the, the Knicks? League. Knicks <laughs> are up there. Chicago's up there. I'm surprised he doesn't want to go out west. Detroit's though. up there. Like, why not demand a trade and say the, the Clippers? I mean, could you Clippers pull that off? Trade for him. I mean, the Clip, I mean, I don't think the Clippers are trade. I would just think he'd want to go out west. If you're going to demand something, what well, do you want he, to demand where you really well, want to live? To, well, I mean, New York? Who's he going to win with there, though? Durant and Kyrie Irving? <laughs> hey, you talk, hey, you talk about a... <laughs> not aloof superstars. You have uh, Kyrie oh. Irving, Kevin Durant, two guys. They'll just, just stand around and stare at each other? Yeah. Each oh, one man. will try to take you over know, the game. You know all issues will get handled. Nothing's going to fester in It's going to be like that room. Spider-Man meme where they're just pointing at each other. <laughs> Oh, God. No, it's fine. Go. Just the, go. The all-aloof team with Kevin Durant, Look, James it's, it's, Harden, It's and like Kyrie a relationship Irving. with your girlfriend, right? The moment somebody says, you know, I might want to leave, the, the seed's been planted. The right. tree's now growing. I feel, I don't know. I, I can't say I feel bad for Tillman Fertitta. But he bought this franchise in hopes of being successful, having a winner on the court, and probably making good money doing it. And it's all becoming a mess. And... But it's weird to me, man. I don't understand. So they fire a head coach, right, who the players are complaining about, we're uh-huh. complaining about, and then they promote uh, a guy who is on the assistant the assistant coach. They promote the head coach, and maybe that's part of the problem. Is it really Daryl Morey? You think that they're just upset because he was pushed out, and uh, they, they did, and they promoted another guy, right? 
to a GM? Steven, uh, or did they, they hire him the outside? I don't know if they hired a GM yet. I'm not sure either. So so then who's going to be making trades? Like in Houston? Like, oh, sorry. We're not getting to that crap franchise yet either. But, <laughs> you know. But who's who's pulling the, the trigger around here? I really I don't know who's. Uh, I'm, what I'm trying to look up right now, as you've been talking, I'm trying to see if James Harden has a no trade clause. Because you were saying, like, oh, I would just trade him to wherever. Punish him. But if he has a no trade clause, he can just act because he yeah. can waive it and you know he, he can use it yeah. or not use it. Like you have the option. So that's never really hear about no trade clauses in the NBA. So, I know they happen, right? But so most star, most superstar players have them in their yeah. contract. That's common in baseball. Yeah, the NBA. Yeah. It's, it's but it, the it, NBA. It's the very, players have very, so much more control. It's very common in the NBA. So that's. I mean, I, I'm looking at this. If I'm Brooklyn. Do I want to bring in James Harden? I don't think so. I mean, there's one basketball. Yeah. There is one bat. I have Kevin Durant. Egos? I have Durant and Kyrie Irving, which I think, I think it will work. I don't know if they're gonna win a championship, but I think like the on court dynamic with those two, I think it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. I think. And then you have Karis LeVert. You got some nice other players there as well. If I add James Harden, who's a ball dominant monster, I mean, yeah. it, uh, he. He dribbles out the clock every possession he has the ball. <laughs> is that gonna and Russell Westbrook was like, uh no, I'm gone. Like and isn't that weird? And these guys are such tight friends, but they can't play on the court very well together. Well it's cause Harden's, Which you'd think they would have known in advance though. Hey bro, I don't know if we can really do this. No, don't worry about it. Come on. Houston's oh, a great city. <laughs> it worked so well in OKC, it's gonna work now, except I just want the ball the entire time. And Ru- and Russ said he wants to go somewhere where he had the same role he had in OKC. So for Russ, I'm saying, oh, you don't want to win. You just want to he get your stats. Numbers. Yeah. You, you just want your stats. You just want the ball. So that's why if I'm Brooklyn, it's the same thing with Harden. He oh, wants man. the ball. Trade Westbrook to Utah. That would be great. Oh, God. He loves it there. Oh, man. That would... Maxwell can uh, carry his bags. He loves Utah as well. Yeah, Vernon Maxwell. You, loves you follow him Utah. on Twitter? I, I don't follow him, but oh, I've seen the. Funny, I know man. the tweets. He I, trolls. He's funny. I, I love him more and more. Mad Max. Um, I don't know. It, it is what it is. You know what? The Rockets. They haven't won in quite some time, and I'm not going to say Daryl Morey was overrated because he's a good GM, but he was with the Rockets for 13 years, and they never got past the hump. And that was his roster. I mean, he he built that roster. He turned it over. They missed their window in 2018. Yeah, with Chris Paul when he yeah when his, that he was the best team. Yeah, and and they just I don't know. I mean, it's also like for Daryl Morey, like you know, was he overrated? He was also unfortunate to come across the Warriors who were sure like. I mean, he played the juggernaut. at the beginning of his at the beginning of his tenure with the Rockets. It was Kobe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like he yeah. had Kobe and the Lakers, and then also just in your own state, the Spurs and Dallas are perennial contenders. Yeah, like the Spurs were, you know, just, they're just how contenders every year. Dallas for a while, the you know the first four or five years of Maury's tenure, contenders every year. What do you think about the Yao Ming experiment? I mean, I thought Yao was a really good player. Just a guy who got hurt. And we were talking with Porzingis in our pre-show production meeting. Right. Humans are not meant to be seven foot four. And then move like that. Yeah. Right? Like humans are not jumping meant to all the be, time. Yeah, humans are not meant to be that big. So that's why big guys injuries. Big guys have injuries. It's like, oh man, because they're not going to get less injured. Yeah. The more they yeah. play. Absolutely. If that makes sense. I feel like Maury though, he tries to find 
like what would you call it transcendent talent out of like a small shoebox or something like these rare birds and over and over again and it just doesn't seem like it pans out like he probably I'm not going to say he oversold Harden but if Harden didn't play under Daryl Morey and the Rockets I don't think Harden is getting paid what he's getting paid. No, I think uh, Harden was a great player. Do you player. think he would have blossomed elsewhere? Yeah, I think he would have. Because remember, in OKC, he was a really, really good player, and people acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had Kevin Durant, who is at this point the second-best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had Russell Westbrook, who was the a budding – probably wasn't quite a superstar yet, but a budding superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, the la- he was the youngest guy. Well, why wouldn't it work out now? <laughs> yeah, when both have developed a lot of bad habits um, and are, I want to be the alphas. I've always liked James Harden. I just I don't know. It, it would probably be good for his legacy to go elsewhere and see if he can still put up or I, I, or share or share I, a little I think, more. I think for Harden, because for what it's with Westbrook, he doesn't want he wants to be the guy. It's important mm-hmm. for Russell Westbrook that he is the guy. For Harden, I think it's the same with him, but I don't know that. Maybe he can go to Brooklyn maybe, and share the spotlight and play second fiddle to Kevin Durant. If he just wants to win. Like if you, But I, just, I doubt that's the case with James Harden. I think for the Rockets, I think it's accumulation of a lot of things. You know, you let, you get, I mean, Tillman Fertitta comes in and it's just all in, all in, all in. Trade for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, do that. Uh, despite him not fitting... You know what you do? Yeah, go all the all the way small ball. We don't need big guys in a sport with the <laughs> biggest guys in the world. We don't need a big guy. But um, that was Daryl Morey's plan, right? Well, I, I mean, but that the was... reason why Morey did that was because they had Russell Westbrook. Because for mm-hmm. Daryl Morey, he doesn't want to have more than one non-shooter on the floor. Yeah. And Russ is a non-shooter. <laughs> so it's like, okay, if we're going to make this work, we got to do something drastic. So who do you think pushed the the Chris Paul for Westbrook trade? You think it was James Harden? I, I think it was Tillman Fertitta. Yeah? I think – well, I think a James – A guy who doesn't know shit about basketball, I think Tillman Fertitta said, <laughs> Paul's old and he's getting paid a lot of money. Let's get – a superstar in Russell Westbrook. I'd and I think James have... Harden and James Harden was probably consulted because you consult your superstars yeah, sure. in the NBA before you, you make these guy. Yes, big Brody, moves. it's my boy. He's like, oh yeah, I love Russ. I wish him happy birthday on uh, Instagram and stuff, and everyone gets excited. Yeah, uh, but Harden's probably I love Russ, so yeah, let let's bring let's, him yeah, in. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's bring Sounds him good. in, and uh, I'm not I don't like Chris Paul that much anymore. So <laughs> let's do that. He needed Chris Paul though. Like you needed that guy. Just, yes. Just the general on the floor, you know, his Someone leadership. Someone who takes defense seriously. He takes charge. Like, he actually takes charge because he cares. <laughs> yeah, like... Sometimes people... And this is the thing with James Harden for years now, though. It's like, there's been times we've wondered if this guy actually cares that, you know, that they've missed all these three-pointers in a row or whatever. And it's just like, can you... you want to do something different? He's like, not really. Well, look at James Harden's playoff career. You have... Um, uh, yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, like it's. But it's. I mean, the 0 for 27 has been bad. The biggest one. But remember 20, uh, 2017 against the Spurs, where Kawhi's out for game six and the Rockets Ooh. are supposed to win, and James Harden just does nothing. Yeah. Does then, absolutely Was that nothing. the game that Manu blocked him from behind or whatever? No, was it was a game was after that. that. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a game was after that. Two, two, two elimination games, right? The Rockets were up. They could have eliminated the So it was 2 2. It was 2-2, okay. and it was game five in San Antonio, and Manu blocked him from behind in OT. Okay. And then uh, the next game after that, where Kawhi Leonard's out with a sprained ankle, mm-hmm. uh, Harden comes out and lays an absolute egg. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just. So and he wants to go to Brooklyn. The, the, the biggest media market in the world. No, it ain't going to work for him, man. There's just no way. And I don't care. I don't care. Right. He's getting paid well. It's whatever. Go, 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 you know, go out west, young man. Whatever that saying is, you know, like, just go. It's fine. I think when somebody complains like that, you've done it. You've already scorned the fans. Like, the fans are, the fans are done with you. And uh, it's just an ugly look. It just is what it is. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say Rockets fans are done with Harden. I think from a lot of reaction I've seen, I've seen a lot of please uh, don't go. I've seen begging. A, I've se- yeah, I've seen a Rolling. lot of like oh stay. Or Those we people love are you. pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Those are pathetic people, Gabe. Man, so we we touched on them earlier. Chris Paul, he gets traded to the Phoenix Suns. You love this. I just think that's good for Chris Paul. Like some are competitive, right? And. Uh, he has a chance to be Chris Paul. I mean, Oklahoma City was fine for him, I think, too. I mean, he he did. I, Oklahoma City did not expect to win this year, and yeah. they didn't really want to win this year. And you saw that when they fired Billy Donovan. Now they get rid of Dennis Schroeder. And they get rid of Chris Paul. Mm. They didn't really want to win this year, but Chris Paul guys. was so good and so impactful. He got them to the five seed in the Western Conference and a play away from knocking off the Houston Rockets in the first round <laughs> with. Shea Gilgis Alexander is the second best player. I don't know. I, it's trading away Chris Paul. Trading for Chris Paul was a big deal because the Rockets gave up a lot when they traded for him. Yeah. Right. And then just two years, two, three years. How long was he there? He was two years. Was he two. was there two years. Yeah. And and then you just sent him away for Westbrook. I think Chris Paul shows you he has a lot more value than. Daryl Morey or Tillman Fertitta gave him. Honestly, I, I, I feel well, like they insulted Morey, him. Morey loved Chris Paul. This is documented. Morey loved Chris Paul. That's why I think Tillman Fertitta was a driving force so behind the Westbrook trade. I guess so. Daryl Morey has and said. I've heard Daryl Morey say this, where he has said there is an argument to be made that Chris Paul is the second best point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson. Hmm. And I I don't necessarily believe that is true, but that tells you the regard with Darryl which Daryl Morey holds yeah. Chris Paul. Interesting. So that actually is really interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's why I, I just can't believe that Maury said, <laughs> yeah, trade Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. That's a good idea. You just think he would have he would just pounded his fist and said, no way, man. But what, the guy signing your check says he wants it done. You, that's what you got to do. Yeah, because that guy apparently has a very big ego. <laughs> yeah. So I... <laughs> very large. Yeah. So I'm... Welcome to the Golden Nuggets, sucker. I'm not on a... I'm not a huge Devin Booker guy, mm-hmm. but it's see Chris what, Paul makes other people good around yeah, him. Yeah, that's, that's thing, what he's good though. at. Yeah, he's a leader. And, and they got DeAndre Ayton, who they drafted over Luka Doncic, was number mm-hmm. one overall pick a few years ago. Who's a he ain't Luka, but he's a nice player. Uh, now you you bring in Chris Paul, the Suns maybe they are a playoff team, and maybe Devin Booker does really emerge as one of the young superstars in the league now that he has Chris Paul. I think the Suns needed – they needed this. They needed a serious veteran leader. Right. That's probably what they're looking for. Chris Paul is what – Chris Paul is exactly what the Phoenix Suns need. What did they give up? They gave up uh, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen Lekeck, and a first-round pick. Wow. But, I mean, mean, Ricky Rubio – I mean – that guy's been around for Rubio and Kelly Oubre are the only years. like rotation guys. <laughs> yeah. Like the other guys are like young project players. Mm. Um so it's uh I mean it is a trade. I it's absolutely worth it for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I like it for them. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna take them more seriously now. 
I hope Chris, Chris Paul, Paul. And, I, and I hope he gets to stay there a couple of years and then maybe he calls it or whatever. I don't know. He's 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 really not that old, but I think he's got two um, years left on his contract. I just hate to see him get moved around a lot late in his career because that's but that's gonna hurt it, your legacy. Houston, you, I mean, Houston gets rid of him. Houston's now kind of falling apart a year later. Uh, Oklahoma City gets him like, oh, we're not gonna win. Oh crap, we're winning. I uh, think even even the Clippers were better, obviously with them. Like if I, I don't know, they probably wouldn't have Kawhi right now. No, I mean, the, well, the Clippers him, but, were rebuilding their franchise, and it actually worked. I actually thought if Chris Paul well went to them. the Clippers now, like I was hoping the Clippers oh, were trying man. to win a trade for him now, That'd be, they'd be over the top. Uh, I think that yeah, that would put them over the top. And I, I was hoping Milwaukee would, but we'll get to Milwaukee. I thought Milwaukee was made Paul a, George. A, is he a free agent? No. Okay. Next next summer, Paul George and Kawhi both have opt outs in their contract, okay. and they can opt into free agency. Because I've heard that talk too. I've heard I've heard you know how much it would be. The Rockets would love to have Paul George or something. And I thought why why would you? I yeah, I, that was in a Russell really Westbrook for Paul himself. George potential trade. There you but go. What yeah. would the Cl- I don't understand why the Clippers would do that. I think a lot of the Westbrook rumors, agents leak a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. Russell Westbrook's agent is trying to make it look like Russell Westbrook. Everyone wants Russell Westbrook, but I think just Russell Westbrook, I don't think he fits in very well to a contending team. Like, he doesn't fit in. I think he's a guy, if I'm the Charlotte Hornets, and I need to sell tickets and put butts sure. in the seats and sell merchandise. That makes sense. But Russ is not a guy that's going to lead to wins. Yeah. Uh, or lead to like what about Miami. Put you close to a championship. What about a team like Miami. That's uh, I wouldn't. If I'm Miami, I have my culture. I, I'm not. Think it'd be I'm, like a poison pill for it. I, I don't think Russ is toxic. I want to say yeah. I don't think he's toxic. But Russ plays the way he plays. He's I mean, he's been in the change. league for 12 years now. Yeah. He's not. He's not changing the way he plays. And if I'm Miami, I'm just all in on the Giannis for 2020. I'm in on Giannis and Kawhi 2021. Because they're both free agents, and I'm gonna have a lot of cap space. Go, go for those two guys in 2021. Guys who, I mean, Kawhi, who's a proven winner, and Giannis, who I believe is an absolute winner. Do you feel like in the NBA, they, that teams, franchises can play the long game a little bit more than the other professional leagues? Um, yeah, well, yes, because you can. Uh, if you got a superstar, it's pretty easy to keep them long term. Uh, like it's very easy to plan ahead. Like if I'm the Warriors and I got Steph and Clay, I and can, as long as guys are healthy, they you, can have longer careers. I feel right. like playing basketball versus and, like the NFL. Yeah, you're one injury away. Very short, small anytime. window. Yeah, baseball, you need several guys to collectively produce. I mean, baseball, you're playing the long game, but you're playing it with guys who are in the farm system. Yeah, like that. You know, we haven't heard of. And you got to plug and play a lot of times. Yeah, and so it's it's a in baseball. It's the NBA so much. is interesting that way. NBA is very interesting. So I'm very. So I want to talk about now what the Bucks did because I, I've heard multiple. Here's my stance with the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. My stance is the Bucks need to do everything they can do to appease Giannis Antetokounmpo to get him to resign. Yeah. Because if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm never getting a player better than Giannis Antetokounmpo, or maybe not never, but like in the near in the in the near future, I'm not getting a player better than him. So I need to do everything I can to keep him in Milwaukee. Would you be offended if you were like one of his teammates and he was like, "I don't like any of you guys"? And <laughs> well, he's not doing he's not doing that. It's it's kind of like a subtle hint, though, right? It's it, we need every, to reshape ev- the roster. Everything is coming out through. Well, they need to reshape the roster because they got embarrassed in the playoffs by the Miami Heat. 
That's why they need to reshape the roster. They were good, though. The Heat turned out to be no, pretty the good. Heat, no, the Heat are good, but the problem is you're in Milwaukee Bucks. Back-to-back years now, you've had the best record in the league, and back-to-back years, a team with really good physical defenders has embarrassed you in the playoffs. Hmm. Because you're too one-dimensional. You're too Giannis-centric. You yeah. need, and Chris Middleton hasn't been the guy. He hasn't been that real number two in the playoffs. So now you're hoping bringing in Drew Holiday is going to help. And he's also a really good defensive guard as well. More length. And then you bring in a guy I really like, Boyan Bogdanovich, who can put the ball in the bucket and he can really, really shoot. So he gives you he gives you more shooting and another guy who can score. That's what the Bucks need. They need more guys who can score without Giannis because Giannis creates so much for that team. They need more guys who without, who are not just dependent on Giannis to get them the ball. So I'm the Pelicans. They got a lot of um, um, picks back. Yeah. But we're talking, uh, you know, next decade, (laughs) decades worth the, uh, a 2021. So this year's first rounder, but it's Uh Indiana's first rounder and a 2025 and a 2027 first round pick. The trade also includes pick swaps in 2024 and 2026. Yeah, and you know, and that's kind of cool, honestly, because that's like saying it, it really depends on how the Bucks do, right? Right. If they have the 28th pick, they're like, nah. But if it's, you know. If Giannis leaves and a franchise <laughs> goes in the tank and they have the fourth overall pick, it's they like, have oh, all their hell picks. yeah. Yeah, it works out for them pretty well. So, um, golly, man. It, it's, it's kind of interesting. What are the Spurs doing? The Spurs are trying to trade DeMar DeRozan. I've heard that. I'm hoping they do. I hope they do, too, to the Houston Rockets. Hey, we got Fiesta jerseys. Would you take Westbrook in the Spurs? God, no. You think Pop would? Pop would kill him. (laughs) Um, We got Fiesta jerseys. I saw that. That is cool. We got my Spurs Fiesta shirt. throwback, man. The Um, Spurs Fiesta shirt I now have is no longer retro. It is now in. Do you remember the stadium they used to play in? Uh, Hemisphere? Downtown, yeah. Do you ever? Uh, no, that's probably before you. No, <laughs> they were probably, no. Were playing in the Alamo Dome. The only, before you. the only stadium I've been to is AT and T. Although I did go to AT and T Center when it was still SBC Center. So you never saw them play in the Alamo Dome? I never did. Man, that was weird. It was so weird because there would be this this giant yeah. curtain over half yeah. the place, and then the stands were. Just I've seen. Set in a weird I've seen place. like the video of it, so mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. I went a couple of times. And, I uh, never, I never. Saw it was okay. It was just too monstrous. It was just way it, too big. Have awkward. you been to AT and T? Yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I, I like saw their the arena. Man, I saw this. It's not. It's not in a play. great part of town, but it's a. The arena is pretty sweet. I saw the Spurs play the Clippers when Chris Paul was still with them. Okay. And uh, that was yeah, it was like three, four years ago, and I think the Clippers won. Um, but it was a good game. Like it was good. I got. I had a friend who's a, a real estate broker, and he had um, suites. But uh-huh. it was like it was like the big open suite where there's a restaurant right nearby and you get to come in. There's an open bar. I oh. mean, it's it's pretty sick, dude. Honestly, yeah. and I was like, this is nice. Like, this yeah. is legit nice. Um, that's a nice stadium. Like, it's a they did a good job. With yeah, that place, so. they've actually, depending on what year you went, that might have been right before, or right after they renovated it. Hmm. Because they renovated it after the 15, 16. It doesn't seem like it's even been around that long to be it, renovating it, it. But it was like 2001, 2002. Yeah. Wow. When it, yeah. But they but they did like a they did a renovation to it like after a season. Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. It's a good place to watch a game. Yeah, no, I enjoy, I like I, it. I like it there. But the Spurs are you know they're rebuilding now. But I so with Giannis because I've heard the other side because I say do everything you need to do to appease Giannis. 
Mm-hmm. I've, the other side is just trade him, get what you can for him, and retool because he's not going to come back. If you're Jason Casera, general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks, are you? Which camp do you fall into? Are you just trade him? He's not. Coming oh, I'm back? trying to build around this guy, 100. percent Even though he is one, uh, you know, he could leave at the end of the season. I think he's a very unique talent, and so I think you try to build around him. You're you're trying to sign him long term, um, but I also don't do well with like big personalities either. Mm-hmm. And if he's just demanding, 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 I might say, you know what, demand your way out of the building. And you go try your luck with uh, James Harden in Brooklyn or something. I don't know. Well, I don't think he's demand. Like I said, I don't think he's he's not he's not demanding. I think he's pushing. I think Giannis is saying, "Hey, look, last two years in the playoffs, we've lost the teams that have done this. This is what teams are going to do to me and to us. We need to be able to beat this. We need to retool our roster, which the Bucks did need to retool their roster. He's not." Out there saying trade for Russell Westbrook or trade for James Harden or I'm going like he, that's not what he's doing. Like that's not that's as far not, as we know. I think it was the NBA media. So he many could things, be a crying baby in a back room. So, so many things leak in the NBA. I, I know, and, but leak. that's what I'm saying. I, I remember a couple of years ago, LeBron James was coming to the Rockets. Like there was a heavy rumor that James Harden had courted him, and he was all about like wanting to play with Harden. And he was like really liked the Rockets roster. And either was just using it or it was just a bullshit rumor. When it's probably just a bullshit rumor. But I, you always see like some crazy rumors I in the NBA. I think Harden courted him. I think there was truth to it. But I think LeBron was always. And Chris Paul was already. That was like two years yeah. ago, right? It was Chris and Paul's Chris Paul first was year. There. Yeah, I think. It, it was, was at the end of Chris Paul's year. Okay. And so there was probably actually consideration. And then he was like, L.A., Houston, L.A., Houston. I mean, there's a lot more legacy going to the Lakers and winning right. than going to the Rockets and finally putting them over the top since the early 90s whenever people still try to say that the Rockets only won titles because Jordan was out. Right. Which is, I think it's bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> That's a say whole that other another conversation. Time. So there's a draft this week too, isn't there? NBA yeah, draft? the NBA draft is tomorrow. Which Do you care about it? Slightly. Do you get excited for drafts in general? The NFL draft, yeah. <laughs> The, but I mean, this this year's NBA draft, one, it's at a weird time. Like, Very it's in weird. November. Like, usually the NBA season has started. So all these guys, okay, because that's a question I've had, too. So all these guys, they're obviously, they're not playing college ball this uh-huh. fall, right? And so were these so guys So these are that guys that, were, that played last year. Technically graduated, if they did. But, no, you know, they would have, yeah, right. <laughs> they, they would have been drafted theoretically like back in June. Wait, yeah, they, they would have been drafted in June, yeah. So now we're in November and yeah. they just had to wait that much time. So right. it's not really a bad thing and it's not like uh in the NBA's front offices they're going to forget what guys look like and not yeah. have, you know, forget film. I think as fans you probably slip, you know, names you're going to forget some guys. So this is um, this was also just not a good draft to begin with. There's nobody that I've uh I don't know. I don't know So it, there's one, the only, so if you told me Gabe, there's one guy in this draft that's going to be a superstar. I need you to pick him out. I would say it's LaMelo Ball. The, really? I would say it's him. But if you said one of the top ten picks is going to flop horribly, I would say it's LaMelo Ball. <laughs> is he the one that his dad made move to, like, the Ukraine yeah. or something like that? Lithuania. Then, okay. So, LaMelo, so here's the thing. But nobody with, wants to deal with that guy. So the dad is kind of, is kind of out of the picture now. Yeah, they pushed him out. Yeah, they realized yeah, how toxic the, he was. The, yeah, the kids kind of said, "We're done with you." Does the one dude still play for the Lakers? The other son? Lon- no, Lonzo. He was part of the Anthony Davis trade. Oh, that's he's right. So Pelicans. he's in New Orleans. Yeah, and he's a solid. He's a yeah, solid Orleans, player. Yeah, uh, Lamelo is better than him uh, okay. at this. You know, if you put here's the thing with Lamelo. 
he is a special playmaker. Like he really like he has like natural playmaking instincts that I mean it's stuff you can't teach and that it like he can be a really special NBA player. Okay. He just has so many bad habits. He has so many things that he does wrong. It's like there's no there's nothing that LaMelo Ball is just okay at. It is either he is amazing or he is just terrible. Okay. Like he is an uh, amazing, ridiculous passer and has some of the worst shot selection you'll ever see. Hmm. He is like he has great like he's a six foot seven point guard and he's a solid athlete. And he has good instincts defensively, but has the worst motor. Like he's just ter- like he doesn't lock in on defense because his whole life when he was playing for his dad, they played this really junky style. And he just huh. never learned how to play actual defense. Oh, but his, his dad's like one of the best coaches of all time. If you ask and him, his, sure. His, yeah, his sons are incredible, man. They're all going to be superstars. What are the? Are they still trying to make those shoes? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, but Lamelo is an idiot. But Lamelo <laughs> is a potentially really special player. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I mean, there's guys in the draft: James Wiseman from Memphis, who. I've heard a lot of things said that he doesn't have that competitive drive. So I, for me personally, I'm just like, uh, no. Um, then there's Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, who I think is, he's supposed to be a top three pick. I think he's just kind of a guy, like he's an athletic guy. Like I don't see anything special with him. There's a foreign guy. Um, what's his name? Denny Ad- uh, Avdija. He's Israel, He's an Israeli guy. Uh, I like him a lot, uh, and he's six foot nine. He's a really good passer. He can shoot. People will say people are going to hear that and say, "Oh, Luka Doncic." No, like Luka Doncic came into the league and was ready to go. Denny Advija is a prod. Like you, he needs a few years of seasoning before he's actually ready to really, ready to really play. I mean, it's a it's a weird draft. Um, and what's crazy is the Warriors have number two pick. I'm very curious to see what the Warriors do. That's the most interesting part of this draft for me. I want to see what the Golden State Warriors do with the number two overall pick. If LaMelo Ball is there, do they take him and try to teach him how to play winning basketball? Mm-hmm. Um, do they take the big man, James Wiseman, because they've needed a big guy forever? Do they go for Denny Avdija and try to do a guy with a lot of really good tools and try to you know season him and get him make him a really good NBA player. Do they just get Anthony Edwards and say, hey, he's the best player on our board, we're going to take him. I'm very curious to see what turns out of this NBA draft. But this is probably probably the worst. This is the worst NBA draft I can remember in terms of talent. This the, is it's a pretty low-end draft. The Rockets don't even have a trade or a pick in this whole draft. So. I mean, if you're not going to have a pick, this is the draft not have a pick in. <laughs> uh, and they I'm, do have a general manager, by the way. His name is Raphael Stone. So, oh, good for him. Yeah, the great Raphael Stone. Good for Raphael How, Stone. I can't believe we didn't realize that earlier. Good for Raphael Stone. But, um, yeah, this NBA draft is, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's not a very good draft. So I'm not – like I'll, I'll – Probably, I'll turn it off after the Spurs pick. Mm -hmm. The Spurs are going to pick at 11, although apparently they're trying to trade up. Once the Spurs pick, I'm kind of going to be done with it. So that's my, uh, 
That's how I feel about the draft. We'll see. I hope LaMelo Ball goes to the Warriors, actually, because I think it would be good for him. Allegedly, the Timberwolves want to take him number one overall, and if he goes to the Timberwolves, I think he's going to flop. Yeah. Because that's just not a good basketball Golly, yeah, organization. Man, they've, they've wasted so much talent over the last – for quite a while. Yeah, so I, I don't want to see him go there because he's not going to learn to play winning basketball there. He goes to the Warriors, and he gets gets around Steph and Clay, I think, and Steve Kerr and that culture. I, yeah. He's going to – develop i think really nicely it's a good one to be around so uh, i think with that we're going to take our break here we're going to talk some football on the other side of the other side of this break after this message from right on and uh jason thinks the quarter acquisition is overrated we're going to yeah. get into this speaking of breaks poor drew Brees. yeah so all that right here on the right on sports podcast i'd like to take this minute to talk about right on Right on Corpus is a lifestyle media company that creates fun in our city by promoting experiences that you guys will love. They're the people to turn to for advice on everything Coastal Bend. What fun shall you do today? Find out at rightoncorpus.com. And we're back here on the Right on Sports podcast, and Jason has the hot take. I don't know of, if it's such a hot take. It I might did. be hot trash, right? I don't know. I don't know. But you think the quarterback position is overrated in in the NFL? You know what? I I, I think it's that um, that's a leadership position on those teams, right? Like it's always been a leadership position, and I feel like if the culture of a team is already garbage, toxic. Okay. Say like uh, the Houston Texans or the New York Jets, and no matter who you bring in there as a quarterback, Peyton Manning. Right now, say say twenty two year old Peyton Manning coming out of the University of Tennessee goes to this flop house of the Houston Texans. I don't think Peyton Manning ever becomes Peyton Manning that he became with the Colts because of the culture of the franchise, if that makes sense. I don't think quarterbacks always can change the culture of a franchise and turn it into a winner. I mean, now you could argue and say, well, the Colts did become a winner of Peyton Manning, but he also had a really good coach, and they had Edgar and James. And they ended up with a pretty they, solid defense. There was a lot a, of things. They had great receivers. Their coach was considered really good because he had Peyton Manning. Or, or, <laughs> and see, we and we're and it's going to take some time. Right? I say even with the Patriots with Tom Brady, and uh, Tom, the 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 Bucks had some pieces already in place. They for went seven to nine last year, and they have good quarterback. Yeah, and and Brady looked like crap a couple weeks ago. Or last week, right? And then he comes back out, and they destroy who was at the. Uh, I mean, I mean g- but teams have bad team. games in a season. Like teams they do. have bad games. They do. I mean, the Bucks are seven in, through ten games this year. The Bucks have won as many games as the Bucks won in sixteen games last year. They were seven and nine last year. They're seven and three right now. Okay. So Brady, like, but Brady's also different because he's an established guy. Right. He's and, not. And Winston 20, threw like eighty-five interceptions right. last but, year. Like Tom Doesn't Brady help. is. You know, he's Tom Brady, the GOAT. So anywhere he goes, he's changing the culture. He's rem- I'd be curious if Jameis Winston actually went to a, a really like a good team, plugged right in. Would well, he he's gonna start for better? the Saints this weekend because Drew Brees' yeah, injury. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna see well, we'll what see the Sean Kam- Payton quarterback rehabilitation can uh, <laughs> can do for him. But, he helped out Bridgewater. Yeah, you know, t- Teddy a few Brid- times he got on the field or whatever. But I think he, he started the season. I think last year. Not no, he didn't start it because I was. You know, he uh, Breeze got hurt in week two. But he got hurt. Yeah, and then two or three games. Bridgewater started two. five games. And went five and zero. Oh. Yeah. So so there's coaching there involved, right? I mean, yeah, and the Saints also the Saints have someone, a really good. Yeah, roster. and overall the culture 
Sean Payton's built a winning culture there, and part of that is with Drew Brees. With Drew Brees. Yeah, because Mike Dicka didn't do anything with Ricky Williams. I don't know who their quarterback was then either. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But you know what? He lit up a few people. Aaron Brooks had some games. But I just, I think that there's other things that have to work. Like if you have a great quarterback and you have no, no one for him to throw to, and you have no running game, wait a minute. Wait, who am I? Wait, who are we talking about? Deshaun Watson. Like he's, we know he's a good quarterback, but Will Fuller, even Brandon Cooks, none of these guys are consistent. Like they're just not consistent. And maybe Tim Kelly is an idiot, but. I'm sorry, man. The the they, I'm glad fired, I didn't watch that they Browns fired game. Bill O'Brien, but there's so much of Bill O'Brien still there, and he, sure. like his coaching staff, his character coach, think, who's now the president of football operations. So Deshaun Watson, they're saying like, well, he's having this good season, and I saw a stat where he the was st- like, the one stats of five, are good. yeah, one of five quarterbacks, of blah blah blah, and I'm like, who cares? Your team is two and seven, you know. And if, right. so, if you're that important, you're the leader of that team, and you're that important. Why, are, why don't other players rally around and do a little bit better for So them? I think the Texans are a bit of an extreme situation because they <laughs> had— Because they're extremely sucky. <laughs> because they had the worst general manager. But, yeah, and the, but like, but you have one of the best left tackles in the game, and then the line's not horrendous. And I, and I, the line I'm is not as bad as people think it is. From the outside, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it is not a bottom-five offensive line. And now David NFL. Johnson's on the IR. So I think that's an upgrade, honestly. It's all Duke, yeah. But you can't, but you can't run Duke Johnson up the middle and stuff like they're the way they're using the guy. I'm just like, come on, man. So I'm glad I didn't get to see this last game, and that's why you know. So I had texted Gabe, and I was like, I don't know what it was. I was like, why is it showing Tampa, whatever it was? And I was trying to find a game, and uh, you know, you pointed out they had a they had a weather delay. The weather, weather delay, was and I was like, terrible in Cleveland. Like, good, on Sunday. good. But I don't have to make any effort to watch this now. So no, but it's um, uh, so here's here's my case because I think quarterback is absolutely you know we have essential businesses in COVID. Quarterback is essential. Uh huh. You know who proves my point? The Chicago Bears, because the Chicago Bears have David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen, mm-hmm. who are solid running backs. The, when healthy, the offensive line is good. Now it's not healthy right now, but when healthy, the offensive line is good. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson's a really good receiver. They drafted Cole Komet in the second round at tight end, who's a good tight end. Jimmy Graham's a good red zone threat. Anthony Miller's solid. They have this kid uh, receiver they drafted in the sixth round this year, Mooney, who's really popped. He's a solid playmaker. Cordero Patterson is great on special teams. The defense is awesome in Chicago. The defense is awesome in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Probably the best defense in the league, if we're being honest. They're just on the field for 40 minutes a game because the offense can't get first downs. But Nick Foles is their quarterback, and Nick Foles sucks. Like, I, this version of Nick, maybe Nick Foles and the Eagles was fine, <laughs> but this version of Nick Foles right now sucks. Now, he had a back injury yesterday. I hope he's okay. Happened late in the game. But 2020 Nick Foles is terrible. He's atrocious. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Who did uh, the Bears win their Super Bowl with in the 80s? Jim McMahon. <laughs> but Nick Foles <laughs> sucks. But they're like, okay, and the NFL was different then, so you could win yeah, the Super Bowl with yeah, Jim no, McMahon. It, who probably threw for like Once 2,000 Brady yards. Once Brady started winning Super Bowls, mm. it's all right. You got to have a quarterback to win Super Bowls. No, I think I you mean, do. Yeah, I'm not saying there. I'm not saying you can't win. You got to have a, a a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. Because look at the Ravens. If who they if won with? If you 
But even that, like Trent Dilfer, I will say since 2010. I'm not gonna say since Trent Dilfer. Since 2010, Dilfer. you have to have a guy <laughs> a playing at name. a high level, yeah, to win the Super Bowl. Because even like Flacco, the year he won the Super Bowl, he was playing at an absurdly high level in the playoffs. Like he outdueled that got him paid. Yeah, and that got him paid. Then he sucked after that. <laughs> and he but sucked the Chicago season. Bears have everything put in place you need to win in the NFL. And they, they can't don't have the coach. get first down. No, the coach is fine. I saw Matt Nagy with Mitch Trubisky two years ago smoking mirror his way to twelve and four. Trubisky looked good that year too, did he not? Yeah, Trubisky looked good. There were that people year. that were saying we found out we got our quarterback. We got our guy, and I was and like, Nah, th- Trubisky sucks. And he what? It, but, and then what, but what happens is, as a coach, you can only do so many trick plays. You can only do so much pre-snap motion. You can only do so much smoking mirrors. Eventually, you just got to be able to throw the ball for a first down. Mm-hmm. And the Bears can't do that regardless of which one of their quarterbacks takes the field. Hmm. They can't do that consistently. But it, that might be like as much as an extreme as looking at Houston, though, where like you have the guy that can do these things, but there's not uh, – it's B-level talent all the way around them. It ain't even B-level <laughs> talent. <laughs> yeah, and even, even you know, there's glimpses, but all these guys are in the NFL for a reason because they all have glimpses of brilliance now and then. But, man, Wow. Um, I don't know. It's hard. I Jared think, Goff. Jared Goff. I mean, I, I don't know. Has he has he stepped back? I don't really think so. But no, what's yeah, happened with Goff the Rams? Is solid. I mean, the Rams are six and three. Maybe a Goff, Gurley. I don't know. Goff. They're quiet six and three. I guess they're six and three. They beat the, the one of my picks this weekend was Rams over the Seahawks, and they uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, they did that. Uh, they're looking at uh, Russell just texted us. I saw that he just talked about Boyan Bogdanovich going to the Bucks, which we already talked about today, but um. He, uh, but no, I think uh, I think Goff and the Ram- the Rams are solid. Rams are fine. Um, I think when you get it, the quarterback changes the culture of the team. Um, and we can use Brady as an example here. Look at Brady when he got to New England. Bill Belichick had four out of five lo- losing seasons in Cleveland. This isn't this iteration of the Cleveland Browns. This is the Cleveland Browns who are now the Baltimore Ravens. Belichick, four out of five losing se- losing seasons in Cleveland when they were not a dysfunctional organization. This is the Baltimore Ravens, who everyone would agree is not dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, then he goes to the Patriots. They were seven and nine the Belichick's first uh, the year before Belichick got there. Belichick comes in, they're five and eleven. Belichick is on the verge of potentially getting fired in New England. He's zero and two to start the year. Tom Brady takes over. They win the Super Bowl year one. Then a Super Bowl year three, then a Super Bowl year four, and people talk about the Patriot way and the culture and all this stuff, and they do things differently. If Tom Brady does not take over at quarterback in two thousand one, none of it matters. N- Tom Brady is the str- was the straw that stirred the drink in New England. He made everything happen. Now, when you have a culture established, yeah, then. Teddy Bridgewater can go to the Saints after Breeze and Peyton set that culture for 15 years. And Teddy Bridgewater can step in and start for five games, and that's fine. Uh, Matt Castle can step in and start uh, when Brady tears his ACL, and it's fine. Uh, obviously, you're not Teddy Bridgewater's not as good as Drew Breeze. Matt Castle's not as good as Tom Brady. But if you have that culture set up, established by a great quarterback and a coach is necessary as well in this. But I think a great quarterback can exist without a great coach a lot better than a great coach could exist without a great quarterback. Cause look at the 49ers this year. Look at Kyle Shanahan, what he's trying to do with Nick Mullins. It's not working. Oh yeah. And, but, and, and, but Jimmy Garoppolo really wasn't that. But amazing. last year Garoppolo played really well. 
he was playing really well last year. Garoppolo was, and he played, and he was he was, Garoppolo was a solid quarterback. I think last year in the playoffs, because it, it's a mental game, it, like it's mental as well. Mm-hmm. After missing that throw to Emmanuel Sanders, that potentially would have won the Super Bowl. And then there were some rumblings of, do the 49ers go after Tom Brady? And Garoppolo's been hurt in his career as well. Then he gets hurt this year. Then he comes back, and he's not all the way healthy. And now Nick Mullins is playing, and he sucks. And I think Niners are going to go in a different direction at the end of this year. Yeah. I would have felt bad for Jimmy, dude, if they would have brought Brady in. Because that would have been going home for Brady. I mean, going back to California, yeah, right? he's from Northern California. And I think he was a Joe Montana fan yeah. all stuff. It would have been great for him. I'm surprised it didn't happen, but I would have felt really bad for Jimmy Garoppolo, dude. <laughs> like, what the bleep? <laughs> like, no, no, it's terrible. A, but I think where you get something special is when you get great coach, great quarterback. But yeah, sure. If you have, you that's when you get special. That's when you get Super Bowls. That's yeah. that's when you get these really, really good teams. But Peyton Manning did not have great coaches in his career. Tony Dungy was a good coach, not a great coach. People consider him great because he won a Super Bowl. He had a good offensive coordinator. No, he was a defensive coordinator. No, but the uh, what's his what's his name, man? He took over the Lions and he was terrible with the Lions. Oh, Jim Caldwell. Yeah, he was a pretty good offensive coordinator. But Caldwell was a coach with the Colts for a while. Right, right. But was Caldwell a good offensive coordinator? Or was because Peyton Manning was his coordinator? I mean, is Josh McDaniels a good offensive coordinator, or was he good (laughs) because Tom Brady was his play was the quarterback? That we don't know for sure. You know, but but, no, but that uh, but. That's what I'm. Is that with these? Didn't he make Tim Tebow look good? No, that was. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was the coach then. But no, he was the one who drafted Tebow. Then John Fox came in. Yeah, and even then, Tebow didn't look good. They had the number one defense in the NFL. Does Tebow ever look good? No, at uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was Urban I, Meyer though. When, so I think here to kind of wrap up to not maybe not wrap up, but you get special when you have great coach, great QB, but it, a great coach. Bill Belichick without Tom Brady was just another coach who failed. Pete Carroll without Russell Wilson was just a guy who got fired in the NFL. Um, Without these great quarterbacks, you don't – Sean Payton, he's only coached Drew Brees, so we don't know what Sean Payton is without Drew Brees. Right. Um, Without a great – I mean, Bill Walsh was – you know, he had Joe Montana and Steve Young. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, great coaches don't exist without great quarterbacks. With Steve Young, though, with Tampa Bay, was nobody, really. And then Steve Young also he, did walk into a loaded Niners roster. Yeah, and then he started, once he became a journeyman, he just never was. I mean, Steve Young was a Texan. You realize that? He was a Texas, Houston Texan, like a cup of coffee. Yeah. I did not know that. Sure was. And then, uh, but that was like the end of his career because he okay. also, I think he played in Cleveland briefly. Like, the dude started becoming a journeyman and was bad for his, like, his staple. But. It's for me. The hard part is like you get these really talented quarterbacks coming out of college, and they go to poor teams, like the poor culture. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying is like I like. There's a lot of times they don't turn it around. So what a good point that you made is like great coach, great quarterback. That combo. That's really where helps. you get special. Yeah, and because if that if great quarterback goes to a shit team, I don't think great quarterback but can that's turn what, that. But that, that's what Peyton turn that around. Man, I mean, that's what Peyton Manning did. He's the, he's legendary. You know, the Patriots I mean, were a shit team when Tom Brady got there. <laughs> yeah, the kind of sorta. Drew Bledsoe was all right. You but know. they were five and eleven the year before, and they were only two to a, start that year. Didn't they go to a Super Bowl with Drew Bledsoe before, or, or like close? I don't know, seven years to... earlier? Yeah. So I mean, that, like so they, they were, were like on their down. They were they were pretty far removed, and from he was that. getting older. Yeah. But I'm like, and in Bledsoe, what? And, and it's like you said with Bledsoe. 
Bledsoe was a very high, I think he was the highest paid quarterback in the league at the time. Very highly paid. He was a pro bowler, so, yeah. guy who's been to a Super Bowl, very highly regarded guy. Mm-hmm. Then Tom Brady comes in, and the Patriots just take off. Yeah. Which just shows you how good. But another legend, yeah. Like, But that shows you how good Brady was, that Bledsoe right. was regarded as a real, I mean, I wasn't. Really good quarterback. The Cowboys, really, really were, really Cowboys nation was happy when Drew Bledsoe came to Dallas, man. Yeah, no, and but Bledsoe bad, was. Bad coach and good quarterback. But no, so th- <laughs> but this so like Peyton Manning. That t- was like Chan Gailey but, or something. But so Peyton Manning went to Indy, crap organization, turns yeah. them around. Yeah. Brady, New England was a crap organization, turns them around. New Orleans was a crap organization. Breeze turns them around. Yeah. But then you get guys like, okay, we'll take Philip Rivers for example. Mm-hmm. He hasn't won a Super Bowl with the Char. He didn't win a Super Bowl with the Chargers, but he went to San Diego, and they were mostly pretty good for 15 years. They were mostly solid for 15 years, and that's not a great culture Yeah, with the Chargers. That is not a team that had a really good culture, but they were mostly good for a long time. You know what I forgot is, is Bledsoe went to Buffalo for a few years before he came to Dallas. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Brett Favre, the Packers didn't do anything in Green Bay for well, a long and, time. And he was just before. an old drunk that was supposed to just come hang out on the on the pine man and he comes and brett Favre comes in and he's lit it up yeah so but these but, are legends these are legends but so that's but when you get a great that's why teams consistently take chances on quarterbacks because mm-hmm. they know if they oh, yeah. get the guy yeah if trevor lawrence is the guy then the jets their whole team turns around i actually think the jets i i don't know i, I think their gm i think their gm is solid and they're gonna fire adam gase so I think the Jets actually have a chance to turn this around. Um, we talked a little bit about that last week. I actually think the Jets have a chance to turn this around. Um, I just feel like the Jets haven't turned it around since uh, like the 60s, 60s yeah, or but whatever. They ha- of- but their GM is not Mike McCagnan or Mike Tannenbaum. Mm. That's the... You wonder how these guys get the jobs they have. You know, freaking, uh, what's his name? What are you doing here, Gabe? You should be the general manager of a... I could any uh, franchise. I would love to be general manager of the Houston Texans <laughs> right now. I'd, well, well, I'd fire everybody, well, yeah, so they wouldn't love me. You'd have to figure out a way to push Jack Easterby down the stairs because that's the only way that gets yeah, out of the building. So okay, so let's talk about this now. The Texans. You ready? You ready? Oh, oh, the Texans. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Oh, we haven't even got to that point yet. Oh gosh. What a crap the show that is. Houston Texans are saying they want to keep Romeo Cornell for another year potentially. And they hired a a search firm for their next, like GM and, yeah. and head coach and whatnot. So they're gonna know? hire a GM first, which I think is smart. Let the GM you pick have the coach. To. Let the GM pick the coach. But they're saying no, we might not hire a coach this year, because we want to do in person interviews. <laughs> so we're gonna keep Dude, the the corpse of Romeo Cornell in this excuse of a coaching staff for another season of Deshaun Watson's prime. So Jack Easterby can do in-person interviews with coaching candidates. I started sending J.J. Watt messages about trying to get out of Houston. I, wherever I can find his, his contact info, I'm like, hey, man, just just go join your brothers. Just go join go your to, brothers. Go to Pittsburgh. You'll be closer to getting a ring than you ever will be for the rest of your career in Houston. Uh, go to Tampa Bay with Brady. Something's <laughs> really wrong, and it's all upstairs. And whether it's it's Cal McNair, if he's he's a bumbling fool, I don't know what it is. But I was listening to some sports radio talk about this. I too, think Cal where, McNair's a bumbling fool. Yeah, I'm and since, since Bob died, the franchise has been run more poorly. 
which is harder to believe because I don't think it was ran that it great. It wasn't beforehand. ran that great before. But the bad. Texans were not this a joke. Bad. They were yeah. like they had. And they fired the girl, the 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 P- PR, and she was one of the she. They, her staff D-Hop, got an award. D Hop tweeted about yeah. it. Like D Hop people uh, and JJ Watt loved her. Ty- Tyrone Matthew, whatever. Yeah, he even tweeted out some stuff about like. The, so the Texans, if these they're star all players, laughing. current and former Texans, were all like, "Oh, she's awesome." Yeah, she's probably doing? pretty damn good at her job. And they just said something about uh, someone else used the cultural fit excuse about somebody else too. Like one of the players, I don't know who it was, and he was like, oh, "Must have not been a cultural fit." And and to say when someone, I don't not want a Jack Easterby's fit, culture. <laughs> yeah, like what is it, what is that culture? I mean, what is he trying to install? And that that should be the most concerning thing if you're a Houston Texans but fan. Culture, Why is Cal McNair letting this guy run his ship? And Jack Easterby was the team chaplain of the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick is laughing. And they're coming to town this weekend. Oh, lovely. He's going to see him. Lovely. So you made your way up to the top, Jack. Lovely. The good reunion with Jack Easterby and Bill And the Belichick. Patriots will probably kick the shit out of the Texans because that's just that's how it goes. Every time the Texans, you think, uh, hey, it's the time they're going to beat the Patriots. They just lay it They out. actually beat them last year, which is the crazy part. Yeah. It didn't matter, though. I don't think. I no, don't know. It, like, I don't think it, anyone it cared. It ultimately didn't matter. Yeah. like, uh, But in the times. For the Patriots, it mattered because they would have won that game. They, had, they wouldn't have had uh, the play in the first round of the playoffs. But I still remember for the, the Texans, it didn't matter. The pain of, you know. Them getting up high on the Patriots. I wouldn't say high, but they were up by like a couple of scores and they were playing at New England. I think that was the Letterman Jacket game. And then they, they blew no, it. No, Letterman Jacket was a demolition. It was Matt Schaub. It was okay. Then it was maybe the next year or something. No, they played they in were, the playoffs that year right. in New England. Yeah, and it was like, and they, but they, it was they the were same up. year's Letterman Jacket game, but it wasn't the Letterman Jacket game. So Letterman Jacket game happened during the regular season? Yeah. That's so dumb. That's even worse, but <laughs> in the playoffs, but they were up, and I remember. And this is whenever they had. Uh, that's when they originally gotten like J. Joe, and um, yeah, uh, and then this the, is the other they, guy this that is came when Houston from had a really Daniel Manning or Daryl Manning, whatever his name yeah, was. Man, yeah, safety. They were all like good because he returned. I think he returned a punt for a touchdown or something in that no, game. Like, they, like this they was when clicking. Houston, like their roster was good. The quarterback was just horribly average. <laughs> yeah, like Matt Schaub, Schaub was and, and, what Kirk Cousins is now. And uh, Gary Kubiak made Matt Schaub look good, good enough until he, he entirely imploded and yeah. threw a pick six like you know the entire every season other, other, every other play. <laughs> yeah, but that was horrible. But no, so they might keep Romeo Cornell to appease Jack Easterby. What the heck? I this is why Jack I'm a Dolphins Easterby fan. Has, yeah, this is why I'm a Dolphins That's fan. Why now. I like the Chargers. Me and uh, Justin Herbert go a long way. So hey, my Dolphins beat your Chargers this weekend. It's two a time. How'd Herbert look? Uh, I care little, about a little overwhelmed. Well, we don't have an Eckler, you know. Well, also the Dolphins, like Brian Flores, is a really good defensive. Dolphins court. are looking good, man. Like Flores can coach defense, so they. I mean, rookie quarterback. Dolphins threw a lot of stuff at him, and also the Dolphins have really good corners. Like I was saying last week, mm-hmm. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Howard had a bad week against DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody's if you going watch to Buffalo. Everyone has a bad week against DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um. Three guys. Yeah, but um. I mean, I think Herbert this season has looked pretty good overall. And yeah. I, I think Herbert's going to be I really think good. the Chargers have a bright future with him. Um, and they don't have a great – yeah, they're going to have to get a new get coach probably. It's just will Dean Spano spend big money on a high – will he spend $7, 8000000 million on a good coach? They they have a very nice stadium that they have to start filling with, you know, in conjunction with the Rams, right? They're both playing yeah, there, I believe, right, SoFi? 
Um, the the so, Chargers are playing are paying one dollar a year in rent to play. You gotta play be kidding stadium. me! I'm not. How does that work? Dean Spanos what are the Rams is cheap playing? as hell. What are the Rams playing? Like are the, paying like the, the, the Rams? It's the Rams stadium. So theoretically, then or technically, they're just so they're just borrowing time to yes. be in there. And the city or L.A. or any of those other little small towns inside of L.A., they're not going to throw up money for the Chargers. There's no way. I bet they end up going back to San Diego. I hope so. I think one way or the other, they'll, they'll make that happen. I hope they do. Or they can go to San Antonio. That would be cool, but, too. So San Antonio I would lo- Chargers. I'd be cool with that. You build a stadium too. somewhere on 37 between San Antonio and— I would and, uh, think there's enough dejected Cowboys fans and Texans fans that they would be really <laughs> happy for their team in Texas. It's just time. It's time. We should so, get let's get that started. We so need an active to, campaign. So to summarize, the Texans are gonna keep Romeo Cornell so Jack Easterby can be happy. That sounds like a great plan. And the Chargers are gonna move to San Antonio. Sorry, Chargers are gonna move to San Antonio. Yeah. And the Dolphins, if they win the next three games, are gonna like, be like I thought we said San Diego. No, no. The other San. San Antonio. The seventh it, largest city in America, actually. Bring it. Uh last thing today on a more cheery subject. High school. Coastal Bend High School teams oh. cruise through the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Cal Allen, like Ruya, didn't even uh, – they forfeited. They just said, nah, we're we're good. We're all right. We don't need to make that trip. We, we're good with that. I don't uh, even know where they were supposed to play. I feel like it was in the Valley, but I, I Who knows? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think like Ruya said, save your gas money for uh, your run to state here in a few weeks. <laughs> we're good. Uh, Miller went down to the valley, beat La Feria seventy to seven. Port Lavaca yeah, Calhoun a good game. Real beat close. a uh, beat the poor souls from Zapata, another valley team, seventy four to nothing. Uh, so Miller and Port Lavaca look good. Miller or uh, and then Kyle Allen just uh, Lagoria decided not to play. So I think they had COVID. But um, yeah, so yeah. now a big weekend Supposedly. though this week. Big weekend though this week. For, now you start uh, playing the guys up thirty seven. Yeah, Miller playing number two in the state, Lampasas this mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, undefeated Lampasas. That's good. There's gonna be some points in that game. Yeah, I think so. And I, I just don't know. What to, I went to a Lampasas football game once mm-hmm. when I lived up that way. Uh, their homecoming. I, I don't think I paid attention much to the game whatsoever. What was weird though is like their stadium wasn't very big, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like there was the fanfare that you get with South Texas football. It was just different. And I think they were okay, but they—they they, I think they've been up and comers for the last few years, and I just I had no idea what to expect out of Land Passes. But will they shut down Miller? Can they keep up scoring wise? I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. think anyone's gonna shut down Miller. Uh, I think they're the kind of school that will punch you in the face a little bit. Yeah. So, but see, but Miller's gone up against Colin and Port Lavaca, who do yeah. that. Um. So they're Miller's got to be ready to go. I mean, this is. I mean, you're playing number two team in 4A. Like this, like they're gonna, they're gonna, they should be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, points are gonna be scored in this game. I mean, that's the. Th- I mean, for Miller, yeah, I think for Miller, the key is you gotta get a turnover or two and then take care of the ball on your end because Miller's offense is gonna make plays. They're gonna put at least 50 points on the board. Their defense gonna allow at least 50 probably as well. They gotta figure. Yeah. They gotta create. You know, if I not obvi- I'm sure they have their own game plan over there. And Miller, I mean, they seem like a they've seem to have their act together coaching wise. Like they know what they're doing over there. If I was, you know, if I was the coach at Miller, I would be thinking, okay, on defense, let's take chances. You know, let's try to just go for turnovers, throw a lot of blitz at them, do a lot of different things, just trying to create a turnover. Because obviously, like this defense just isn't. They're not straight up stopping people. So let's let's 
try to create some turnovers. Let's get crazy on defense. But I'm curious to see this game. Might make the drive up to San Antonio for that game. We'll see how uh, this you weekend do plays it. out. You should be calling that game, brother. Uh, I don't think Put I can. In. I, don't, I don't think I can call the game. But I'm excited to – I'll be watching it one way or another. Uh, Cal Allen – uh, they're or not Callum Calhoun. They're playing a uh, Bernie this weekend. Bernie champion, not Bernie champion, just Bernie no, high school, just Bernie high school. So they're yeah. not champions, not champions. It's just Bernie flat. No, I think uh, Bernie Cal- whatever. Cal Port Lavaca Calhoun should be the favorite in that uh, in that contest. And if Miller and Port Lavaca both win, they'll be playing each other in the third round. Well, that'll be fun. So that would rematch. Be, yeah. yeah, that'll be a seventy-seven seventy-six last time they played. That'll be something. <laughs> That's just crazy. And then Kyle Allen's taking on Canyon Lake this weekend. Uh, Kyle Allen, I mean, I think Canyon Lake will actually be their toughest game. They've been a, I feel before. like they've been a thorn in their side before. Maybe it was years ago, but um, I know they've, I've, they've played that school before. Yeah, so they're playing Canyon Lake this weekend. Um, Kyle Allen had a bye week literally uh, last hey, week. And, and good for them to have the rest. Yeah. And just work on more game, you just, game plan. You just worry if they come out a little rusty after mm-hmm. two weeks off. Yeah. Or was yeah was it two weeks or three today? Oh, they had a game canceled a few weeks ago. So they haven't played a ton of football here for the last month. So yeah. uh, hopefully they're not rusty here because Danaher says be, they're game ready. Yes, I mean Danaher's always going to say they're game ready. But Canyon yeah. Lake, the winner of this game, I don't know, should beat the winner of Alice and Austin LBJ. So uh, could be looking at a, uh, you know, this is really this is a, this is going to decide who really goes to the fourth round probably. Um, Cal and Canyon Lake, and then, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this weekend in Coastal Bend football. I am really, I'm pumped for it. I am pumped. Well, yeah, I'm excited for you because on Friday you can catch the Cal Allen game in Pleasanton, and then you can uh, catch the Miller game in uh, San Antonio the next day. Well, so. I won't be able to go to Pleasanton on Friday. As a matter of fact, yeah, and then uh, Alice and Austin LBJ play uh, in Seguin on Saturday afternoon, so you could catch all three <laughs> games, Gabe. Where do uh, there you go? Where do Bernie and uh, Fort Lavaca play? I don't see it. That's the I, I I can't find like where they're playing. That's what's saying. It was still TBD, so maybe they're having a hard time finding the location. Because um, they usually just do a coin flip like that day. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm surprised. Or, I'm honestly surprised. Cal Allen and, and Canyon are playing on a Friday. It's not real far for either to go to Pleasanton, but um, but still, you know, parents getting off work, having to drive up, all that stuff. It's. It's Cal. They'll, they'll let them off early. They pretty much shut down the town. Yeah. There's like no traffic on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Right? So there. You know. So there you go. But everybody gonna, going to the game, son. I'm uh. I, we're rooting for our Coastal Bend teams this weekend. Want to see that Coastal Bend matchup in the third and hopefully fourth round. Uh, Miller's got the toughest game of the weekend though. They're playing Lampasas, number two team in the state, undefeated. But when you got Andrew Body at quarterback, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. So there we. I think we're. Uh, think that wraps us up for today. Yeah, I wanted to mention here at the end um, that uh, space launches are more exciting than football catches. I'm, I will mark that on someone's grave when they die. Uh, agree to disagree. And they'll never ever know because they'll be dead. Agree to disagree, and then I will try not to set off an alarm <laughs> as we leave here today. <laughs> we'll see if you can do it. We'll see if I can do it. Uh, but yeah, that DeAndre Hopkins catch was great. But three people had to fail in that situation for him to make that catch. So he was the one that, it's not that, they that made failed. the catch, but they it's failed. That he they was failed. so outstanding. They failed. They couldn't make a play on the ball. I disagree. It was the three stooges and one 
genius. <laughs> I disagree. But great catch nonetheless. Bill O'Brien's yeah. an idiot. Hire him just so you can it, fire it him again. It stays embarrassing until Hopkins retires. It'll be embarrassing. Or until the Texans win a Super Bowl. So until Hopkins retires. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but that wraps us up here today. Wraps it up, baby. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to go eat lunch now. I don't know what Jason's doing. Uh, Gonna go live my life. We will see y'all next week. Goodbye. Oh, listen to the Wait. Moneyline podcast. Five and zero oh this week, Jason. Five and zero oh on NFL bets this weekend on the Moneyline podcast. Tune in this week. Podcast out on Saturday. We'll see y'all later.